Here's how I'm going to mitigate all these risks step by step with screenshots and past experience and reviews and everything else. And I just show them if you're interested in this, great. If you're not, that's totally fine too. Never get attached to it or try and force somebody into a deal that they don't want to do. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And first off, I hope you're having a best ever weekend because today is Sunday. Got a special segment for you called Skill Set Sunday. The purpose of this conversation is to help you acquire or hone a skill in real estate investing. And the skill we're going to be talking about today And I suggest if you've got some rentals that this is a skill that you at least become aware of and then you can choose what to do with it is the skill of making money on short-term rentals. And our guest today has been on the show before. He is an expert at short-term rentals and he's going to talk about three ways to make money on short-term rentals. One of them is going to be fairly obvious. You have a property and you make that a short-term rental, but we got two other ways that are going to be interesting. We're going to dive deep into. So first off, how you doing, Michael Shogren? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, my pleasure and looking forward to our conversation. So best ever listeners, you can just search Michael's name, my name. You can listen to his previous episode that he was on. So we're going to dive right into short-term rentals. Well, first, you know, let me introduce you, Michael, just to refresh memories. So Michael and his wife, Kristen, are founders of Occupied LLC, which is a short-term rental investment and management company. They have a portfolio of seven properties across three markets and are actively expanding across the Northeast. Recently launched an education platform called Short-Term Rental Secrets to help real estate investors launch their short-term rental business based in Boston, Massachusetts. So here's what we're going to talk about. Three ways to make money on short-term rentals. What are those three ways? And then we'll get into the details of those three ways. 
Sure. So the first is to purchase a property. The second is to lease a property from a landlord. You furnish it and then you put it on Airbnb or HomeAway or rent it out however you want and you make the difference between what your rent payment is to the landlord and how much revenue you can generate on a nightly basis. And then the third is to partner with a landlord or landlords to partner with somebody that knows how to run a short-term rental business and you set up a management fee, a percentage of the revenue collected. And what I find is typically the landlord makes more with this model, obviously, than if you're just going to rent it out on a 12-month lease to somebody. All right, let's talk about number two and number three, because first one's to buy a property, make it short-term. If you are interested in that, best ever listeners, then go listen to the first conversation I had with Michael, where he talks about in detail how to do that. And you have a webinar for that. What's the webinar? It's strsecrets.com. Okay, strsecrets.com. If you want to do that, then go to strsecrets.com and or listen to the interview. So let's talk about number two and number three. Lease a property from a landlord. How do you approach a landlord and convince him or her that this is a good idea? Well, I think the first thing to think about before you approach someone is what problem are you trying to solve for them? So if you're approaching a landlord that has a vacancy at their property, what is their biggest problem? The biggest problem is vacancy. Every month that that property sits vacant, they're not making money, but they still have to pay their mortgage and their expenses and everything else. So the problem that you are solving is that you're going to fill their vacancy and that you are going to take better care of their property than anybody else and not be a pain in the butt and calling them every time a toilet gets clogged. Those are the three problems that you're solving. So I know a lot of folks think, oh, well, short-term rentals, that sounds like there's more wear and tear on the property. How could that possibly be better for the property? If you think of it, the last time you stayed at a hotel or an Airbnb or wherever you traveled to, how much time did you actually spend in the property? Mm -hmm. Probably from eight or nine o'clock at night until about nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. In the majority of that time, you're sleeping. How many of you actually used the stove or the dishwasher or the washer and dryer or any of the major appliances in there? You probably didn't. Mm -hmm. And for those of us that are landlords, ask yourself this question. When was the last time one of your tenants hired a professional cleaning company to come in and sanitize and deep clean that entire property? Probably never. So with this model, the property stays in pristine condition because it has to. It gets professionally deep cleaned multiple times a week and it has to look pristine every single day. Otherwise, we don't make money. It has to look great every single day. So those are the problems that you're solving. If you're going to sign a lease with a landlord or if you're approaching a landlord and say, listen, I'm happy to sign a 12, 18, 24-month lease and take care of your vacancy problem. And by the way, here's why I am going to take way better care of your property than anybody else. Oh, and by the way, and this is totally up to the listeners if you want to go this route, but say, hey, I'll actually take care of any maintenance requests that are 250 bucks or less. I'm not even going to call you. I'll just handle it. Hmm. If anything major happens, I'll let you know. But otherwise, I'll take care of it myself. And if you ever want to go inspect the property, just give me a heads up. I'll make sure nobody's in there. You can go in there anytime you want. That sounds like a very compelling case, <laughs> right? So many folks get scared. Like, well, why would somebody rent me their property? Well, what problem are you solving for them? Yeah. 
So I, I'm going to flip the script on this. And how does, if you know, listeners are listening and they're like, well, sold, how does a listener or a real estate investor find people who want to do this at their property? Email me. I've got a, <laughs> got a whole database of students that follow my exact system. Or I would just go on some of the platforms, go on bigger pockets, go on the different groups and who's active in the space. And then it's just like, okay, well, show me your numbers, show me your data. And if they don't have experience, okay, well then who are you learning from? Who are your mentors and what has been their success and how involved are they going to be? So if you're on the other side, like some of my students, right, they're just getting started. They get so nervous, like, yeah, but I don't have a track record. That's fine. Leverage my track record. Say, I'll analyze the deals. You're following a proven system from somebody that's been in the business for two years and has trained a bunch of students doing this and walk them through. Figure out what their fears are and then walk them through how you're going to address those fears. And one last follow-up question on that line of thinking. If a best ever listener has property, and they're thinking, well, shoot, I'd like this too. I'd like my property in better condition than full-time residents. And I'd like to make more money than I could. And I'd like someone to handle $250 or less in expenses because then I would make more money. Whether or not they offer that is another story. How can a landlord quickly determine, hey, does my property qualify to be a short-term rental or not? You can go back to and listen to the interview that Joe and I did a little while ago where I broke down the nine different traveler profiles, but I'll, I'll recap them real quick. We're not going to go into detail, but if you're anywhere near like a vacation town, that's great. If you're anywhere near an employment base, it doesn't have to be huge, but are there decent sized offices anywhere near you for corporate travelers that are coming in? Are you near any medical offices or specialty treatment centers or major hospitals? Are you anywhere near a university or a cosmetology school or any type of trade school? Are you anywhere near an entertainment area like a music hall or a convention center or a professional sports stadium? Are you near a military base? And there's a few other ones, but those are applicable in any market, right? Emergency situations, life events like birthdays, Christmas wakes, funerals, all that stuff. And then relocation. People are always relocating, right? People are always moving. So if you're anywhere near those, basically, if you live anywhere near other people, it probably will work in your market. So now let's talk about someone who is facilitating this. So you in this case, or someone who's in the industry, how much can you actually make on the spread when you are renting from a landlord and covering all this stuff, and then you're getting short-term people coming in. So as one example, we'll take one property that I have. It's a two bed, one bath, about 40 minutes outside of Boston. It's in a, a small city. And that property previously was renting for $2,000 a month. Now during slow season in March, that property generated $4,400 in revenue. In July, it's going to bring in close to $8,000 in revenue. In October, probably closer to 9000 So for somebody to go in and pay you 2000 in rent, they'd be happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Or on the flip side, like I did with this landlord, I said, I'll give you the two grand, but quite frankly, you're way better off staying in the deal and I'll build it out. You invest the 10000 to furnish it, but you're going to make way more money if I just manage it for you for 25% of the revenue. You're still going to make way more money 
than if I just rented it from you long term. What'd they decide? They decided to partner with me. Mm-hmm. This person's been clearing at least 25% more than they would have made as a long-term rental. So let's talk about the third option. So there's three ways to make money on short-term rentals. One, you buy the property, do it yourself. Two, you lease the property from a landlord. You make the spread on what you lease it and all the expenses and what you actually rent it for. Three is you partner with the landlord and you get a management fee. We describe that model in detail. Sure. Real quick though, just to recap, when you look at the three different models, it kind of goes from based on how much capital you have. So if you have capital to purchase property, great. Do the first model. If you've got a little bit of capital, say 15 to 20,000, okay, great. You could do the leasing model. But if you have no capital and you're just getting started, the co-hosting or the management model is the way to go. Because I'm not blowing smoke. You literally do this with none of your own money. This is how I've built my portfolio. Other than the property I own, I have no money in these other deals. Hmm. Thank you for putting that in context. No problem. So the third model is similar to a property management company for a a long-term rental, except now you're doing it on a nightly basis. You're basically running a distributed hotel. So in this instance, in that example, he was getting $2,000 a month for this two-bedroom property, unfurnished as is. So I said, okay, if you invest $10,000 I'll have my wife design it because I don't have an eye for that, but she's an interior designer. So she'll design it. I'll build it out. And then I will run the operations for you and take 25% of the revenue after cleanings. Cause I didn't feel it was right to take my cut on top of the cleanings. That just didn't feel right to me. So if this property say brought in 4,000 a month in revenue and say the cleanings were 500 for the month. Okay. Then I take 25% of whatever the 3,500, I take 25% of that and then he'll clear the rest of it. Okay. So for him, if he can get anywhere from 2,400 and up per month, he'll get his initial investment back within 15, 18 months. And then he's just increased his profitability by 25% forever. Mm -hmm. When you're starting out and you propose that fee structure, is there any negotiation that takes place with the landlord? I've had some landlords push back and say, oh, I don't know. And I say, okay, fine. So here's the deal. I have one landlord that actually will do the cleanings. He's a retired gentleman, great guy. And I tell him he's nuts to do this, but (laughs) he'll actually do the cleanings just to make an extra 70 bucks or whatever it is per clean. And he'll manage the supplies. So I don't have to deal with coordinating supplies. He takes care of all that. So I charge him 15%. Mm Mm-hmm. I've got another gentleman who handles similar amount of the work and I'll do 15. But if I'm doing everything soup to nuts, I'm charging 25%. And quite frankly, I show them the numbers and I'll give the listeners another nugget to give them some ammunition is you can go to a site called airdna.co, airdna.co. And that is a site that pulls all the data behind Airbnb and HomeAway. And you can plug in any address and it'll spit out five to 10 comparable properties and what they did for revenue and occupancy last year and what the site thinks this property will do for occupancy and revenue. Hmm. So I would just print that piece of paper out and I'd go to the landlord and say, listen, you're bringing in 2000 a month right now. This thing is telling me that you should bring in like 50 grand a year as a short-term rental. I'll manage it for you. What do you think? And obviously then we go through and and talk about all the other controls that I have in place around security and 
locks and all that fun stuff that we talked about on the last interview. That's great. Anything else as it relates to these three ways to make money on short-term rentals that we haven't talked about that you think we should in this conversation? No, I'll just reiterate. Just put yourself in their shoes, okay? If they've never considered this, what are their biggest fears? Typically, it's that their place is going to get trashed. So how are you going to mitigate that risk and how are you going to explain that to them? Because it almost sounds too good to be true. Like at the beginning, you're like, wow, okay. But if you can explain it and just show them, I have all these credibility packs that I bring to these meetings and I just show them, okay, here's what this property could do. Here's how I'm going to mitigate all these risks step-by-step with screenshots and past experience and reviews and everything else. And I just show them, if you're interested in this, great. If you're not, that's totally fine too. Never get attached to it or try and force somebody into a deal that they don't want to do. There's plenty of fish out there. And I see so many people get caught up on, oh, I talked to 10 people last week. Okay, go talk to 10 more. It's a numbers game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, keep going, man. Yeah. Like, you're not done yet. Yeah. Go back and listen to Joe's podcast. How many guests have you had on that? I was listening to one the other day that you had. He emailed brokers for like nine months or something. Yep. Every two he weeks. Did. I'm like, yes, grind, man. Like, go make it happen. It will happen. Yep. And on the ninth month, he got his uh, largest deal he's ever done. And then he's continued to scale from there. It's like a 50 unit or 60 unit property. And well, one other piece of advice that you gave me a long time ago that I took and it worked for this model was how can I become an authority figure? So I started a local meetup called Airbnb Mastery. So every month I was getting people in a room educating them about this. And I got three leads just from hosting that meetup. And it didn't happen right away. That happened like five months in. And I had two months where not a single person showed up. And I said, okay, fine. I'm going to do it again next month. And again, and again, and again. So start a meetup, start putting content on social media, start becoming an authority figure in the space and showing people, hey, when I think of Airbnb, I think of so-and-so. That's why I changed my name on Instagram and Facebook to the Airbnb guy. So anytime somebody thinks of Airbnb, I want them to think of the Airbnb guy. Mm -hmm. How can you position yourself as an expert in your field? And last question real quick though. This might be a larger question, but if if it can be a quicker answer, how can we determine if our property is in an area where the city or the township or whatever regulatory body there is it is okay for us to do short-term rentals because I know in New York City, not so much. Yep, absolutely. Great question. So for me, I always like to go to the source. So what I would do is I would Google these exact words, short-term rental ordinance, and then insert your city name. Okay. And try and go directly to their website. You can do a general search and just type in short-term rental laws and see what articles come up, but I always try and go to the source. So the reason that I am not in Boston or in San Francisco or New York City or any of these major markets is because these markets have a lack of quote unquote housing or affordable housing. So lobbyists and everything else are going to say, hey, you should put restrictions on short-term rentals because they're taking our inventory off the street. So I would look for markets where they're not seeing that message. And if you are, then just go 30 minutes outside of the city. If you're in Manhattan, okay, go 30 minutes north or go 30 minutes south somewhere in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I told you my property is three hours away in New Hampshire and I manage that no problem. The last one we picked up is in Florida and I can manage that remotely. So don't be afraid to go a little bit outside your comfort zone. 
Thanks for being on the show talking about the three ways to make money on short-term rentals. One, you buy the property. Two, you lease the property. Three, you partner with the landlord. And those are tiers based on how much cash you have access to and the value proposition to owners, landlords of first identifying what problem are we trying to solve for them. And then we are filling a vacancy, taking better care of the property and will be a painless person to work with and actually might make their life even easier and even more profitable on the expense side if we're handling things up to 250 bucks. So thanks for being on the show. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? They can follow me on the social platforms at the Airbnb guy. You can send me a note at info at occupiednow.com. And for the free training that Joe and I were talking about, it's a 60 minute class that I break down my entire business model and help you kick off your own business within six weeks. Go to strsecrets.com. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Joe. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Corino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.